Welcome to the podcast of Jables and Co. Just so Jables. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Just So Jables Film Podcast with me, Jables. Me, our kid. And me, producer Ben. Well, here on the Just So Jables Podcast, we will be reviewing films, but unlike many shows, we won't be uh, checking out and comparing other reviews first. We'll be uh, making our own c- conclusions, not making ourselves look clever. And yeah, you'll get our raw reaction. Hopefully you'll get an idea of uh, whether you like the film from what we say. And if you don't, well, I don't know what to say. Whatever. (laughs) That's all. Is that on you or on me? Who knows? So the film we're going to be watching this week is... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Volume 3 indeed. Mm. But before we get on to that, we uh, like to find out how uh, badly we got it wrong last week. All right. And I say last week, probably two weeks ago. It was two weeks, yeah. Yeah. So, what was the film we watched previously, Ben? Renfield. Excellent. And our kid, how wrong were we? Well, I've been looking at some reviews of late. The BBC, we'll start with, Karen James of BBC Culture said, Renfield is a sloppy mess, even though Nick Cage's Dracula is a treat. Which I thought, "Mm, I think that kind of goes along with what we said. Yeah, pretty much. The Guardian, this is for you, Ben. The Guardian, Love the Guardian gave it two stars and said, despite some B-list fireworks, this is an anemic Dracula film. Yeah. So they weren't impressed. Two out of five stars. And Empire Magazine gave it four stars. Really? And oh. called it a dark action comedy rather than a spooky gothic picture, but pitched to please. Yeah. Yeah, and that was four out of five, not four out of ten, I should add. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This seems so, a little high. It does seem a little... I think scores out of five give you absolutely no wiggle room. I don't really agree with scores that much anyway, no. to be perfectly honest. But they give you zero w- wiggle room, really. Mm-hmm. Because Say that again. It gives you zero <laughs> wiggle room, Ben. Is that better? Yeah, thank yeah, you. Just checking. An average film is three. Mm-hmm. Better than average four. The best film in the world is five. Like, you know, you're very limited in what, mm. you're, what your scales are. I mean, if, if that's a four, think how many better films there are. Like, you know, you could just, like, list off a huge number of it. And then you'd kind of go, well, oh, actually, yeah. And some of the ones, you, most of the ones you're listing would be a four or probably a three. So, yeah, anyway. I stand by what we were saying. I don't think I liked it that much. You know, it was fine. There were fine bits, but it hasn't stuck with me at all. And it kind of made me think if I saw it pop up again, I probably wouldn't bother watching it. Mm, I think we were quite disappointed, really, yeah. and got the feeling that they'd, they had a really good premise and they missed the mark. With it, yeah, Ben. Yeah, I mean, I I think probably I liked it slightly more than you guys, but I still wouldn't give it. I wouldn't have given it a four out of five, definitely. Maybe a three point one seven out of five, <laughs> something like okay. that. Give or take. What's, um, that, what's that in percentage, Ben? I have no idea. Okay. Sixty something. Yeah, sixty. Never mind. <laughs> sixty something. Welcome to Maths Podcast. Yeah, maths cast. <laughs> but I yeah, I also haven't thought about it since watching it. I don't think mm. maybe little Nicolas Cage's face popped in my head a couple of times. That's in, just in, normal, though. Isn't that's it? normal, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we nailed it spot on. We nailed it spot on. Well, if people think we got it wrong, how would they get in touch with us? They can get us on the socials at Just So Jables on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They can email us hello at justsojables.com. The website is justsojables.com. Well, if you do find us on Spotify, you should always uh, hit the follow button and. Uh, like the podcast, where on any platform that you see us, it's always good to uh, get us on the radar of other people if it comes up, and uh, yeah, leave a review if you can. Mm-hmm. So, what are we on about this week, our kid? 
I am on about some stuff that's going on over the next few weeks at the Corn Exchange. So I haven't got a particular film or series or anything to talk about, just some things that we've got coming up. So this Saturday, the 13th of May, you may or may not know, is the Eurovision Live final. Oh, right. I know you're super excited, yeah. Jables. Ben, I know you actually are super excited yeah. about it. But we're going to see a live screening of it at the Kingsland Corn Exchange. Excellent. So if anyone listening is into Eurovision, there are still some seats left by the look of it. So it would be great to see you there. Are the folks going? They might be. There's some. There's a situation going on with booking at the moment okay. that I won't bore you with, but potentially. What? As in, they don't know how to use a computer to book a seat. Well, do you, do you want me to go into the details? No, not really. I, I suspect <laughs> they're probably hanging out for someone else to book it for them. Right. No, it's not that. It's, oh, really? it's more that, you know, the corn exchanges system, if there's three seats there, oh, yeah, you try the and book two, three, yeah. it doesn't like to leave a single seat. But anyway, moving on to later in May, the 26th of May... We have got a retro reels screening. Ben, do your retro reels thing. Re 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 retro reels. Back to the 80s. Back to the 80s. 1989. In fact, we are screening Batman. And you are giving me your best little puppy dog's eyes, aren't you, Jables? I'm not even doing that. I'm just... No. Why, why are you sad, Jables? Because I'm not going to be in the country. You're not going to be in the country. So it's just no Jables. It is. For possibly the best Batman film. So sorry about that. We got a <laughs> slot. We took it. We're going to be there, Ben and I a few other good friends and family and anyone else who wants to come along. So if you want some information, get on the Corn Exchange Cinema website or get on the Just So Jables forward slash Retro Reels site for all your Batman info. It should be good. It should be good. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Anyway, moving on. Ben, what are you on about? What have I watched this week? A couple of days ago, we just spotted that Con Air was free on one of the players. So we stuck that on with our tea. So Conair, I'm sure everyone is aware, is Nicolas Cage again. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why his face keeps popping up in it the is, air? Yeah. So this is a film from about mid late nineties, ninety seven ish, something like yeah. that. So Nicolas Cage is not kicked out of the army. He's a kind of special ranger or something in the army, and he stops going to the army stuff because he retires or something. And then when he goes home, <laughs> you really weren't paying yeah, attention, yeah. were you? Something like that. The start isn't the important bit, really. Is it's it? not really important, apart from the fact that he gets into a little bit of a fight with some people and someone accidentally ends up dead and then he goes to prison and he's in prison for a while and the whole time he's like oh never seen because his wife's pregnant by the way when he goes into prison and he's like not having my family see me in prison so when I get out I'm going to see my daughter for the first time and for some reason and I don't know if this is a real thing or maybe it was back in the 90s the American prison service moved people around on huge jet planes which seems expensive to me seems like mm. an expensive way of doing it but anyway they're going to pop Nicolas Cage onto a plane to get him back because he's got to be processed back through the prison where he was originally booked in or something weird some weird sort of clerical situation necessary for the plot and it just so happens that everyone else on the plane apart from his little buddy is a complete nutcase psychopath murderous character who they're all trying to escape from the plane and crash it somewhere and all hell breaks loose so it's like Nicolas Cage kind of pressed into becoming a sort of heroish character and then at the end just mysteriously being allowed to kind of walk away from the whole situation despite massive yeah. mayhem and chaos. But it's good fun, proper 90s fun. Nicolas Cage with a weird haircut. John I mean, Malkovich. John Malkovich, yeah. Being, being John Malkovich. Having just it being, up. Yeah. yeah. I think it's got Machete in it as well. Yeah. Uh, Steve Buscemi. Who? Machete. Ma machete. Machete. <laughs> Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. I love Danny Trejo. I know, he's cool. Yeah. Steve Buscemi as a kind of Silence of the Lambs type character. 
has to be wheeled on in a cage with something yeah. over his mouth to stop him eating people or whatever. Oh, I thought they'd just done it because it was Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yeah, that's it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's just how he turned up. <laughs> but yeah, good fun. As dumb as I remember it. So that's what I'm on about. Jables, what are you on about? So I am on about... The only thing that I've seen new this week, we actually were scouting through Amazon Prime and couldn't decide what, what we would want to watch and found fried green tomatoes. At the Whistle oh, Stop Cafe. At the Whistle Stop Cafe. Have you seen it? Yes, but a very long time ago, and I can't remember what happens other than it's got Kathy Bates in it. Kathy Bates yeah. in it. 1991 it's from, mm. based on a book of the same name, I believe. It's kind of it's set in flashback, isn't it? I don't know if the... Have you read the book? I haven't actually read the book or seen the film. Oh, have so you not? I, I know about okay, it so from like, people talking about it at the time. I won't spoil too much about it, it but um, I definitely heard of it and thought it was the kind of thing that we fancied watching Kathy Bates is in modern times and she meets older lady in a nursing home. Is that Jessica Tandy? I'm going to say yes. Yeah. And she uh, kind of befriends her and starts hearing stories about her past and growing up. And it's played out in flashback about her life and how... But, well, actually, it's not about her life. It's about a story about um, some people who grew up in... Uh, little whistle stop cafe which is a place that they drove through on the way to the nursing home mm. where they where they found her and it's just um it's quite a nice it's quite an easy watch okay. it's not terrible but there's some you know kind of like nasty little bits in there there's is there like some, racism there's some stuff? racism in there mm. because it's set in the deep south well i think you'd like it because it's set you know they're set in the deep south it had a potential to be a troublesome film as well because mm. it was set in the 90s and yeah. you're just like oh no mm. but no it's actually all works so you know it's all kind of like it's obviously a, a good novel because the story is good. It's definitely 90s as well, especially when you hit the 90s parts. And it is quite how different they are because the old parts actually work really well. And I almost would have wanted to see a film. I could have watched a film that was just that, not jumping to the flash but forwards of what's happening in the future. But, you know, Kathy Bates is good. And, yeah, it's just a good story and it works and, you know, it's a bit bit of twist and a bit of turn to how the story is it's a bit of a whodunit in places as Ooh. well so it's kind of it actually works quite well so i think you'd probably like it actually i think it's your kind of thing and that's free on amazon prime at the minute is it, it will, i think i'm pretty sure it's amazon prime but more importantly on to this week we are going to be watching the third and will it be final i don't know god i hope so probably probably not though ben gardeners of the galaxy volume three who's going to tell us all about it you are. I knew that was coming. Yeah. So, this will probably be the last Marvel film directed by James Gunn. Directed the other two Guardians of the Galaxy films. He's now moved on to, let's say, project manager. Project <laughs> manager at DC. Yeah. Let's say, kind of like wow. lead. He's the Kevin Feige of DC now, by the, by the look of it. He wrote and directed this film. It's got a return of all the previous cast, actually, from uh, Guardians films. So you've got your Chris Pratt's Bradley Cooper doing Rocket, Dave Batista, basically everyone that you saw in the um, previous films. It's introducing a mm. character who is probably going to be the and what's antagonist? That's the one, isn't it? Baddie that's the baddie. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who is the high evolutionary uh, character Sounds from? Honest, doesn't it? From what it seems, there's going to be other characters introduced that we've seen hints of in previous films. I think, was it the end of Guardians 2 where you saw the... Did you see Adam Warlock? I don't think you did, but there was an introduction. I do remember him in something. I don't think he's actually in it. I think he just pops up at the end where they... You know, the people are all gold. I can't remember. I'm not sure exactly how the story's going to go. I've seen quite a few trailers now. 
but I have avoided everything, which has been tricky because it's been a it's lot been of talk about it? it. Yeah, I've had one mini review passed on to me by cousin Alistair. We just had a conversation about it when we'd met up. We were talking about films and we were saying about what, what our favourite films of the year was. And I said mine was John Wick and he said his was John Wick until he saw this film. So when we look back over our were we right, we'll add in a was Alistair right. Was Alistair right. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, shout out to him. And I've got quite high expectations, I think, because there's a lot of talk about this being the last film with all of the cast as they are, certainly not all of the crew, because it's going to be, you know, if they're sticking with the Guardians in this format, they're going to be having to get a new director. It's going to have to obviously have a different vision and a different look and feel moving forwards. I know Dave Bautista has said he doesn't want to return previously, hasn't he? I deliberately have avoided looking into it too much, to be honest, to know about Chris Pratt and other other Mm -hmm. members of the cast and crew. So I don't know if you've got any ideas on that, because I know you like to look at some things like that. Yeah, I've, like you though, I've been deliberately avoiding yeah. Guardians things, so I haven't even looked into into rumours of, of mm. what comes next. I, I have a feeling that while I've heard them say, this is it, yeah. I think that Star-Lord will probably pop up in stuff and Gamora potentially, you know, though, like individuals, I think will pop up in later things. Yeah. I don't think they'll be able to help themselves. Yeah. Well, it'd be weird if they just threw all those characters away, wouldn't it? It would be, but they have a lot of build. Story-wise, you know, I guess, you know, you can see the introduction. Of it. it looks like it. There's going to be a lot of backstory for Rocket. Yeah. And he's going to be meeting up with. I'm not sure if that's going to be. I can't remember the the character. They do say who it is in the in the trailer. But that you know, there's quite a few other animal characters that are in in the, the Marvel universe. Well, we've yeah. seen an otter. We've trailer. seen an otter, and I said to Ben, I think I might have even said this before. I have a feeling that you shouldn't get too attached to the otter because I got from the original trailers that something bad was going to happen to Rocket and potentially he was going to die. Yeah. But then when I saw the otter, I kind of thought, oh, well, that's the way they don't kill Rocket, then they'll kill the otter to make us sad. Or so. another character. It's, it's interesting. You've got to this sort of stage. You wonder if it's kind of fair game that it could be anyone, actually. Yeah. Drax is, a, you know, if people aren't coming back, you go, well, it could be Drax, it could be Rocket, it could be Quill, it could be anyone. I hope... They do it, and they do it right and final, because I don't like magic wake-up juice in, mm. you know, next films yeah. or sequels and stuff. That but they do have a big supply of it, though, don't they? So <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> they do. They've got to use it up. Yeah, absolutely, they do. I think we'll definitely have to be talking non-spoilers and then spoilers in this one, because there's probably things that I'll want to get into. Yeah. And uh, how long is it, Ben? <laughs> I don't even want to think about it, Jay Balls. Only two and a half hours, Ben, actually. Only. Yeah, but bearing in mind we've had three hour... How Eternals was longer, wasn't it, I think? I believe. John Wick was longer, but John it didn't feel long. longer. Yeah. So mm. if it can get anywhere near that quality, then it won't be such a problem, will it? No, that's right. No, and, uh, and, and I think it would kind of, in a way, it would be nice for them to wrap up the Guardian's story. They sort of tried to with the Avengers, didn't they, by... You know, introducing other other Avengers. I think that's fine in comics when you can just have a through line. You can literally make anything up you want mm. as you go along. But you've kind of got to factor in time in films, don't yeah. you? Literally, you know, it's it's real. You know, you've got to factor in the reality of things. People move on. People want to do something mm. else. It's not writing something and being able to do it. And I think as an audience as well, we kind of like it when things are done and, you know, we can move on to the next thing. I don't think that we're ever quite going to hit the heights of the Marvel films that we hit with 
you know, the end, you know, Infinity War Endgame. Because everything kind of built to that. And they're trying to do it again with the Kang stuff. It just doesn't seem to be landing as well. And we don't know how Kang himself is actually going to carry on now, do we? So whether no. that's going to change direction yeah. given what's happened with the actor. I'm sure they've probably had to do something in reshoots in post-credits and all this kind of stuff. We just don't know. Yeah. So I wonder, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. I, there's part of me that, you know, that wonders if you'll hit a spell in a couple of years' time and they'll just, like, stop and then go for a, a soft reboot. Or a hard reboot, maybe in a cup in you know five years' time, you might see a lot of the same stories. Actually, you might see a lot of the same characters with, with different stories that we've seen so far. So, mm. yeah, what, you, what else have you uh, got to add on Guardians, our kid? I haven't really got anything else to add. I'm not super excited about it because, as we've said before, I'm not as big a Guardians fan as you are. Mm-hmm. I like the first one, I've watched it a couple of times, and we found it a pleasant surprise, didn't we? I think we did enjoy that. The second one was a drag. I didn't enjoy that at all, and I've never rewatched it. That's kind of a mark of how much I like a film mm. is is how often I rewatch it. So this one, I don't know. It looks like it's got a lot of colour and that pizzazz thing that you get from James Gunn films. I, I liked the Suicide Squad yeah. that he did. I know it had its faults, but visually and fun wise, it was what we wanted. And I think in those terms, it, it should tick the boxes. I think I'll laugh despite myself sometimes it looks like there's going to be some quite sad and heart-wrenching things happen from the trailers and uh, just from there seems to be a lot of crying and shouting and stuff so (laughs) i hope they get the balance between emotion and quippy jokes right and it doesn't just kind of cut too quickly between those things that's that can be a risk with some of the marvel stuff and there's some weird bits like in the trailer they land in this town that looks like a suburban town except Mm. it's anthropomorphic animals and I just kind of feel like really I don't know if that's kind of what I want to be watching a film about so we'll see I don't don't know know. how much yeah exactly we don't know how much is going to fit in do we from from the trailer I think I think in fact they've done quite a good job in the trailer of not giving all the plot away and everything away yeah maybe if you were scrutinizing it frame by frame you'd be able to work it out but there's a lot of jump in time in the trailer I think like the bit where you see them all in the colored spacesuits I think that's it looks to me like the intro scene because <laughs> they had the bit with Rocket and the you know in in the last yeah. film, which was actually a really good sequence, Mr. Blue Sky stuff, and it kind of looks like that. So you've almost got to stop reading too much and just kind of go for it. Yeah. I think the last time we saw, last time you guys probably saw them in film was probably Thor: Love and Thunder because they're at the start of that, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Thor's kind of like leaving the Guardians and coming back, but there was the the Christmas special as well. Yeah, we didn't watch that, did we? We thought about doing it as part of the pod, I remember, but we just didn't get around to it. It was actually okay, it was actually quite fun. Yeah, it was set on, I think it was on Nowhere, but they're basically trying to help rebuild a community on Nowhere where Antonio Banderas was. It was Antonio Banderas, wasn't he? He was the collector and the... No, Benicio Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro, yeah. (laughs) Racist. Racist. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm always confused with him. Yeah, so I'm guessing, I I wonder canonically how it's going to follow because, yeah, that was sort of a standalone thing, but there were some things in that that could be included in this film or if they're going to kind of go, that was just a snippet. it. We're going to have to sort of do those again. So, yeah, no, I'm definitely interested. Ben? Sorry, I'll keep jumping. Well, keep jumping. Right. It's about me, Ben. I know. <laughs> I'm intrigued by the use of the word canonically today. No, yeah. And we've had antagonists as well. Okay. So, do you yeah, think I'm just using, pulling out the big words? Have you been ben. reading The Guardian? No, Ben. Okay. No. Good. So the thing about Guardians of the Galaxy is that I like... Oh, don't mute me, Jables. <laughs> 
I like all of the characters and I, I'm trying to think back to the second film because I can't really remember what happened, but I just do remember it not really enjoying it that much. Because this is a problem with a lot of these sort of superhero-ish, marvel type films. They just kind of all blur into one for me. Yeah. I don't have a massive appetite for them. But Guardians of the Galaxy 1, I did really enjoy it at the time. And that's, how old is that now? Nine years old, mm. something like that. I don't really know what my point is. I, th- I think probably I'm, I'm going to say I'm looking forward to it because I like the characters. It's got an otter in it. I like otters. Yeah. Um, Very worried about the otter. Well, I mean, it's going to be fine. I think, it, I, yeah, I think that's a bit of a steer. I don't know which way it's going to go. Mm. I, it, like I said, it could go any way. I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. What, the baby otter will go missing in the countryside. <laughs> Quite in a wind in the willows And they'll way. have to go and find Ratty. And they're going to say, Ratty, otter's gone missing. Ratty will be like, fine, why do I always have to do this? Yeah. They'll go out there, they'll meet Pan, they'll find baby otter. Pan will be like, baby otter's there. And they'll be like, don't mute me, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Guardians, Wind of the Willows crossover, possibly. I don't know, just generally, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's all I've got to say, really. It'll be fine. Well, I think you're going to get a lot of rambling from me afterwards, so mm. we should probably cut it there and hopefully get some excellent insight afterwards. Excellent. It's on you, Alistair. Yeah, Alistair. Yeah, Alistair. <laughs> There's a lot riding on this for you. <laughs> anyway, see you on the flip-flop. Cheers. Bye. Give it a doot 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 doot. Shy Hulud. Or we could just go. Uh, uh, uh. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. We have just been to see Guardians of the Galaxy, colon, maybe volume three. No colon. No colon. No, no colon. No colons in space. No. Well, well, uh, <laughs> a lot of arseholes, no colons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our kids can tell us all about it. I am. Well, we start off, the Guardians are living in nowhere, and Peter is mourning the loss of Gamora as of the events of Endgame. The others are just kind of hanging out, and then someone comes and tries to abduct Rocket. Unsuccessfully, though, but he's injured in a way that means the rest of the Guardians have to go on a mission to find a device that will save him, but they've got 48 hours to do it, so that's helpful. This is all intercut with flashbacks to Rocket's tragic past, and it is very tragic. And we're introduced to an antagonist whose ambitions have consequences to the present day. So the mission is to save Rocket and then prevent a slightly wacky genocide. Too much? No. Not enough? No, I think it's good. We'll get into a lot of the story points when we're talking about it. Yeah, I think we will. I I would probably say. I think it's safe to say probably don't need to have a whole spoiler section, I don't think. We can talk around stuff. We won't give away major plot details. Yeah, I agree. I I don't think we need to... Go into spoilers. Is that because um, you want to talk about it as little as possible, Ben? Yeah. Why don't I'm you just, give us your analysis, yeah, man? Let me give you some analysis. Um, okay, cheers. See us next week for uh, a better film. Where do I start with this? I really wanted to like it. So when we first sat down, I have to admit, I was feeling slightly grumpy because we got wet in torrential rain on the way to the cinema this evening. So I sat there in my wet jeans thinking, oh, here we go, another two and a half hours of bits and pieces in space and people with special powers. And I was like, I checked myself, I was like, no, chill out. We like these characters, let's see what happens. And I really wanted to like it. So I've kind of split my analysis down into bits I did like and bits I didn't. So I'm going to start off with the bits I didn't and we can see what we think about this. Okay. Okay. 
I found the first half hour really boring. I don't know what it was. I know, I know they got straight into the action, but none of it, I just didn't really care about it. I was just like, oh, they're just crashing around and doing bits and pieces. It all just started to blend and I was like, I hope it's not gonna be like this all the way through. I'd say it wasn't, but I don't know. I think if you're a lay person going to this film, by which I mean someone who's not heavily invested in the whole Marvel Universe stuff, I think some people are gonna be a bit bored at the start of this film and it could have been a bit tighter. Yeah, so I guess I am more invested than you. So in terms of the start and stuff, I thought it was actually okay. I don't, it, it got into it. I don't know if how many people would actually come to this as a film standalone. I don't know anyone who'd like walk in, you know. But they might have seen the first two at the time, yeah. mightn't they, but not have rewatched them. So. No, yeah. and you would have missed a lot if you hadn't have seen the end game or followed the through line all the mm. way through of the story. So I can get that it would be a, just a bit disjointed, yeah, just, I suppose. Just lots of characters doing lots of random things, yeah. and I was just like, meh, it's just more I quite, content. I quite enjoyed it. as a. I found it as a decent introduction of how and where people were now. You know, you had, obviously, Peter was um, just struggling, as you said, with mm. the loss of war, turned to drink by the look of it. Yeah. I would say it seemed to miss some of the point of the Christmas special that was a... Uh, I think it kind of is, it, well, it's very much in canon because a lot of that was about him and Mantis because Mantis being his sister, as he mm. says, that's something that kind of comes up in that more because right. they were both... Right. I did think that e was a bit odd and yeah. thrown in. She comes in from like from the planet Ego, his mm. dad, and they, you know, they kind of decided they were brother and sister. And a lot of that first thing was about his loss of Gamora and not having any family and then realise actually she's his family and the Guardians were his family. And it, it was almost like a hey, we can move on for that. And then it seemed like this stepped back into that. Mm. So I, I think I said, I wondered if that might happen, but it was fine because it, you know, introduced people, Nebula's, you know, help, you saw what she wanted to do. and Yeah, I kind of do agree with Ben about the crashiness because there was a big set of fights and people getting thrown through walls and then just getting up again. Mm. And I know that the Guardians of the Galaxy are tough and all that kind of thing. Yeah. It just felt a little bit weightless with that. Yeah. And can we mention Adam Warlock? Or do you think oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. in the, he's so in the trailer. Adam Warlock's so. in, in that fight bit. And Which I don't, one was Adam Warlock He was again? the gold guy. Right, okay. And I don't understand his powers. He was just like a super guy who had fireball hands and didn't couldn't die when he was stabbed through the middle and... I was just kind of thinking, again, he's just another character that's invincible. So it's kind of where are the stakes and what's the point? Yeah. Really. yeah. I ended up not minding that character, actually. No, I, I didn't too much, but yeah. I still don't quite understand what his powers are. Yeah. Because and he was just an invincible, like, you know, Captain Marvel's just like an invincible yeah. person. He was sort of like that sort of thing, really. Yeah. And I think the way that was introduced at the start, that's why I was getting a bit bored. Because I was like, oh, it's just people crashing around. And yeah. I don't really care because I know they're all going to be fine anyway. Mm. So shall I tell you something I did like about it? Go on. I really liked just the design and the creative elements of it. Mm. So I liked the worlds because we see a couple of different worlds. Yeah. And well, I don't know if they're worlds or if they're like planets. Some of them are almost like moons, aren't they? Yeah, mm. slash craft. Yeah. yeah. And there's a weird sort of organic one called Organodrome or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I quite liked it. It was a lit, there was a touch of Rick and Morty going on there, yeah. I think, but that's it wasn't necessarily bad. In a the bad whole way. thing did look good, like you said. I think it looked better. It looked better than say Ant Man, for instance. Yeah. And yeah, the, C, yeah, yeah. the CGI looked better, just almost down to like their costumes and stuff. Yeah. They, you know, and and it made it quite clear who was who. 
Yeah, it had proper depth and dimension, didn't it? Yeah. It didn't just look like a picture in the same way as a lot of the Ant-Man stuff did. Yeah. It actually looked like you could fool yourself that it was real. And I didn't even hate some of the animal-looking people, even though it was strange. Some of them worked really well. Oh, I liked like, it. Like Warpig, I really liked. Yeah. yeah. When it, you know, which was kind of, it was almost like a steampunky, pumped-up killer pig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in the trailer, that bit didn't quite make sense to me, but within the context yeah. of the film, it did. Yeah, I actually liked all the creatures in it. I thought yeah. they were quite good. There's a bit in the trailer where you see, like I think we mentioned before we went, there's this, this kind of... What did you, the word you said? Anthropomorphic animal, but they're people. Yeah. And that was like, okay, fine. But there's actually a lot more to it when you watch the film. There's yeah. loads of different characters and characterization. They've obviously put a lot of work into it. Yeah. And it's baked into the story as yeah. well, yeah. not just a place, is it? So, yeah, and, and various creatures with various stages of modification and stuff. And yeah. What, what do you call it? Mecha sort of additions to them and yeah. bits and pieces, which were quite well done, I think, and quite oh. sort of... Oh. Floor, Hello. yeah, we'll get, I'm sure we'll get onto that. Yeah, we'll get onto that. Yeah, yeah. Teeth. You're going to start crying yeah, again. I, I know, we do. Were you, were you crying? We were both yeah, crying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. The podcast on. first. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what, one other thing I thought, though, and this is probably going to set you off again, is, so I liked Rocket's story and the backstory and the flashbacks and stuff, and yeah. it, like... When the film first started, and I say the first 30 to 45 minutes, I was like, oh, I'm not sure where they're going with this. It's a bit boring. There's, I know there's going to be a baddie at some point and it's all going to get a bit mm. crashy. And they eventually, the story unfolded, and I won't obviously say what it is, but mm. then it started to get a bit more interesting. Yeah. But the sort of flashbacks to Rocket stuff, as I went through the film, because I liked that stuff and I liked mm. his yeah. little pals and stuff, and you, you get to see a little bit of them in the trailer as well. So we're dealing with, with young Rocket and where he comes from and what's happened to him and, yeah. and, and bits and pieces and how that... And then obviously they build that into the story of the film as it's set in the current time. As we went through it, I was just thinking, I'd rather sit and watch a Rocket origin story film than yeah. this. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree, but I think this was this, this did actually feel like that. I quite like that they've done it in this film and in the, that way. I definitely agree with you in in that i'd say more there's probably some other story elements they could have lifted out to make it to still done it in the style they did it with this film and just make it all a bit tighter like that because it was central uh, you know as uh, they say in the film this is rocket's story yeah not quite that bad and it actually like genuinely felt like that when when you were watching it so there was uh, other little beats that i think they could have kept him but they didn't need to do like there was a whole scene with Drax and Nebula and Mantis on the ship later on which I was like yeah he could have lifted that yeah out. that could have lifted out and concentrated on the other bits mm. it was still fine it's not to say those bits were bad but you you it just felt oh that's just extending it a bit so yeah I, I do agree it would yeah. have been tight would have been tighter if it was like some of the bits trimmed to concentrate on Definitely. that I'd say. yeah because those bits with Rocket in the past they carried a lot of emotional weight, didn't oh, yeah. they? And I think I would have found it difficult if it wasn't intercut yeah. right. with other things. I think what it was in, intercut with was a little bit too silly, actually. I, th there was mm. a bit of relief in going to the lighter stuff yeah, in yeah. between. But some of the jokes were just bad. They were just sort mm. of silly. You know, there was a joke about being 50 years old, wasn't there? Yeah. 50, yeah. that's old. And I was thinking, but that's Earth years. Drax and Mantis won't 
know what Earth years are. What, yeah, what yeah. are you talking about? And it was just, it felt like bits just weren't quite thought through properly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'd agree, and I think the idea that that those the lighter bits sort of lifted you out and balanced it out. I can see where you're coming from with that, and I think until you said that, I was thinking actually I'd have liked it to have just stayed in Rocket's past and just been quite a tough, gritty film. Yeah. But I'm guessing that probably wouldn't land with a broader audience so well. Yeah. But the lighter bits did push it too far, and I've, I've mm. made a few notes here, like things I didn't like. The humor felt arbitrary. Some of the music felt completely oh, arbitrary. Yeah. It was like, oh, you remember the musics from the other yeah. Guardian films? We're putting some more musics in for you. Here's yeah, one. Yeah. But it didn't seem to match what was happening at all. It was just like, oh, the algorithms told us it's time to add a tune. Yeah. And you can imagine like there's been a focus group and they're like, we need a tune every 18 minutes or yeah. something. It was, it was more forced in this film, it for was. sure. I felt it like shoehorned in clunkily. Because I think that's where it works in the other Guardians films. Like yeah, it, it flows better, it's doesn't in, it? And a lot of them are just background. It's not like, it was almost like you had to show that it was being played on something to, for it to be a tune yeah. in this. So you yeah. didn't need that before. Like it, a lot of the songs were great and it was part of the soundtrack and it was a big part of the film, but they were background as well. They, were, they weren't the central... The, yeah, so it felt a bit shoehorned in in places. Yeah, just the way it cut between orchestral music, yeah. instrumental... And then suddenly, I mean, there was a bit where it went from quite a sort of emotional piece of music to the Beastie Boys. Yeah. And it was just like, I, that could have been done well yeah. if it had just been thought out a little bit better. Yeah. But it was just cut too quickly mm. and jumped. And there was an expectation that your mood would jump with it. And yeah, I was yeah. just, I, I felt like I was being pulled too too hard, and on, too quickly. on the comedy point, I do, I, I think there were, there were some good funny bits. But I think we were talking about it on the yeah. way back. And I think... With Guardians, especially like the first one, some of it, some of the funny stuff is the side stuff. I specifically mentioned the bit about Groot in the corridor when he spikes a load of people and he's like being really brutal and beating them side to side. And then he just stops for a second, looks off to the side with like a cheeky smile. Yeah. Right, it's like he kind of yeah. thing. And that's funny because it's just like, you know, all this serious stuff and then there's just a light bit. But they don't dwell on it. And I think there's, you know, there was a tendency to dwell on, on bits a couple of times. Yeah. And it felt natural previously but you know also mm. like i said you can't not everything's gonna land no you can't have dance-offs all the time the dance-off bit in the first film was just like hilarious it is really and funny. works so well i still well. watch it i still yeah, laugh yeah. at it yeah absolutely and you do i don't think there's many bits in this that i would find as funny but maybe it wasn't trying to be as mm. funny because it certainly wasn't as quippy as other films no. i would say there were little touches little e just silly little things and I, th I think that's one of the things that james gunn does really well is just those little observations like when you realize gamora's on the loo <laughs> and it's just yeah, like yeah. random stuff it's like yeah. space toilets that's quite space funny toilets. Yeah, you yeah. know th little yeah. touches like that i like but then you know the the joke about it's in the trailer about the communications on mm. on the in the suits and the different colors. It was just like, yeah, why would they even do that? As That's it's, just silly. It's too kind it's of to make it, the joke. It, yeah, it's to make the joke. It's kind of like too forced. That's right. But yeah. I like. But the funny bits I liked were just like a lot of it was the Drax stuff. Him just stood in the background making little observations. I, I, I did like the bit with, even though it was really obvious, the bit with the nuts, where yeah. he's like, I haven't got any left. And he just brings out another packet and starts eating it. <laughs> yeah. And no one says, it's because no one says anything. Yeah. No one makes a point of it. Yeah. You know, it's almost yeah. like, I can't remember, there was something Mantis says, and I thought that was quite funny, but then she almost like says something at the end to finish it off to always make you go, see, that was a joke. So... The only time I, I 
notice that Ben laughed was mm. when someone drew a picture yeah. that yeah. turned out to be crap. And yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was, again, it's those little yeah. touches of things that yeah, are funny. Yeah, that was funny. Ooh. Yeah. And I think for me, again, as a sort of layperson watching this, because I I watched the first Guardians film and re really liked the humour in that, I came back wanting more of that, and maybe you know, maybe it's just not possible to do that. Like you say, you can't replicate it yeah. necessarily. It's not sustainable. So I came in thinking, "Oh, Star Lord's going to be funny again." And it's kind of not really. Mm. And when he's trying to be funny, it feels a bit like, "Oh, here's here's him being funny again," kind of yeah. thing. We remember that you want him to be funny, so we've added some funny bits. Yeah. It's like uh, like you said, it was didn't felt didn't feel natural at times. Yeah. But. I felt like this film was very much about the characters, though. It was very much about the people in it because, as I said, it's it was the Rocket's story. But that story kind of held it together. But I actually think most people were good in it, to be honest. Yeah. Actually, the first of the Guardians films, and including the Infinity Wars, I really liked Nebula in it. Yeah. I thought she was really, really good. I really liked how the character... Had, and It didn't feel like she was forcing lines out. I know it sounds like... It felt kind of like natural... She had that kind of almost finding a place now. It was almost like at the, at the start, she was the one that was kind of holding them together still, really. And I, yeah, and, and it felt that's what it felt like while I was watching the film. She was actually really good. I really, mm. I really enjoyed that, enjoyed her character. And again, that bit when she reverts back to talking about her father. Yeah. They're funny little thing, you know, yeah. your eyes are really pretty. My father used to put them yeah, in yeah. the torch. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's really and like, funny. And, <laughs> Even though and, it's and, awful, but it's. I know, you know. and I quite like the start, you know, it's, it's like the, probably the first time you heard someone properly calling him Star Lord. And it's because, you know, she says that when, when she's angry with me. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just little bits like that I quite, I quite liked. Yeah. I liked the baddie as well. Yeah, the, I thought... The villain. Yeah. I thought he was good. He I was a good that, baddie. Yeah. Or antagonist, yeah. as we say now, because <laughs> we're fancy. Yeah. He, was, he was, like, there were times when he was scary and there were times when he was quite subdued, which was sort of scarier, yeah. wasn't it? Because it, it was sort of that contained villainy. Yeah. But that horrible thing of... He's like the Nazis. He thinks he's right. He thinks yeah. he's doing the right but, thing. But there and was it's just awful. It felt like there was there was definitely there was nothing to like about him though, was there? No. That's what I quite liked about it. We know you're doing bad stuff, and even how it plays out in the story without giving anything away. I think people are doing things for him because they're scared. That's and right. that's yeah. quite you know quite clear. They're not like you know with Thanos. There's this sort of power. And you can see that other people are working with them because they want part of that power as well. Whereas these people were scared yeah. to a point of when they thought there was a chance they were going to be able to do something about it, they tried to take it. Yeah. So, yeah, I quite, I quite liked how that worked. And, I, yeah, I totally agree. He was nasty. But even when he was... wasn't even being nice, but when he was with Rocket early on, mm. when he said, you still thought... Oh, you, yeah, you, it was unsettling. Yeah, it? it was still very unsettling. Even yeah. though young Rocket was super cute. He was lovely, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. At times, actually, I I almost got James Bond vibes. What supervillain? Yeah, because it took me a while to warm up to what was actually happening with the plot. And the baddie comes in, and it slowly unfolds like what's happening, and he's got this twisted idea about what should yeah. happen to the world, or whatever. I, I was just like, it's a bit James Bondy, actually, yeah. in places. Obviously, you know, the setting and the action is completely yeah. different. I know you. I do know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like I've got this like villainous crazy stupid plan yeah. and i sort of like how it how it's like well didn't work here well just tear it up and do it somewhere else you know and it's so kind of like just yeah, just, just matter of fact mm, just like yeah, that's, that's it that's right group felt a little bit novelty for me 
Yeah. yeah. I don't think Groot even looked all that good. I think of all the CGI stuff, you when you see bigger Groot, he just, I don't know, he just didn't look quite as organic as, as he used to. Yeah, I do agree. They like showed the screen, you see that original shot of the original Groot. It just looked good and yeah. suited it. Yeah, definitely. And I know, I, I think they kind of said, you, you know, he, it's like the old man. It's how he is when he's older and yeah. stuff. But he still had that cheekiness to him mm. at that stage. Do you remember but, Baby Groot, though? Yeah. Cute. Yeah, and he wasn't cute. He wasn't teenage. He wasn't... He, I guess they were trying to be like... That was him in his more advanced state, adult kind of state. Mm. But it didn't... It sort of lost... Because of that, it sort of lost some of the identity. I love Baby Groot, like I said... I just really like the first, the first group. It all yeah. kind of works, and it's you know just like a slender sort of, yeah. you know, just doing his thing. Yeah. yeah, I still love that bit right, right at the start where you know Rocket's talking about. Uh, it's in the fir- in the first film when they're in the prison. He's talking about how we're going to have to break out of here, and they're going to have to get some of the batteries and sort of thing. Like in the back, and you see he's still talking about. It. And when you sit and look, Groot just like walks off, doesn't he, in the background, and you just see him like yeah. stretch up. And there's no, and it's really subtle because Groot's still talking about what we need to do, and then we need this, and then, and then he just like goes and rips them off, and the other so I guess what have you done? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> just that that kind of humor's funny. It's all like yeah. it's less obvious and stuff. Mm. What about the emotional parts, Ben? Were you moved? Yeah, the emotional parts. Yeah. Yeah. The flashbacky parts. The bit in Rocket's past. Yes. Did you shed a little tear in the quiet? I, I didn't know because I'm took and you've got a heart of. Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Mixed with coal. Mixed with coal. <laughs> it's like you were modified in yeah. a lab or something. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I really liked them. I think there's yeah. the, probably some of the most emotional stuff in it. Yeah. Like in all of the Marvel films. I'm really, just thinking, have I ever cried at a Marvel film before? I don't Ben, ben yeah, has I've many cried times. For yeah. very different reasons. <laughs> I think you used to get quite emotional at the end of the first film, didn't you? Do you oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, Groot, yeah. We are Groot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's all great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a sucker with films anyway. Yeah. You know that. It just worked. It just landed really well. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think it was partly because of the style, because it was, you know, you know he was in trouble when he was like having, imagining these things or, you know, flashing back at them. And they felt, yeah, I, I, I think it was. Because they were all so nice as well, yeah. and they and it was it's the innocence of it, wasn't it? Mm. You know, yeah. and you kind of see why he is like he is. Yeah. It felt like you, you kind of see, yeah, I get it. Yeah, and I'm almost glad that they didn't labour on it too much as well. I think I think that's why it does work in flashback. Because I think if you'd have just had a, a long, drawn out thirty minute sequence of that, mm. you may even get lost lost in it a little bit. It's they'd have had to have tried to do more to push it along. Whereas the jumps in and out of it allows you to, it's to just move a shame the passage that it of time. It's such quickly. a contrast of silliness. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I like Drax in it. Drax was good yeah. overall. Craglin was a little bit weak for Who's me. Who's Craglin? With the, the arrow. That's Sean, Sean Gunn. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? yeah. It was Sean Gunn who'd done the voice for Young Rocket, actually. Little Rocket. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's in uh, Gilmore Girls. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's, uh, like, he's a funny side character. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think he was a little bit. They, he was very much a side character still. I really like Cosmo. <laughs> I did like... Yeah, Co- the I, dog. I, I worked. I thought it was going to be a struggle. I thought, how is this actually going to work in reality? Yeah. And it actually worked quite well. I think it made me chuckle. It made me laugh. 
Yeah. The good, the good dog, yeah. the bad dog thing. It was kind of a nice little through thing. I didn't mention yeah, Adam Warlock when you were talking about it, but I, yeah, the only, I think my only thing worse about that he was just a dumb kid, really, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he was. But he was a dumb kid in an adult's body. Mm. But when it when it came around to it, and you know, without spoiling anything, when you get to things that you see later on, I thought, yeah, it was kind of like fine. It was mm. a, it was a quick turnaround, but even into the post credit stuff. I, I actually quite liked that. It was, you know, it seemed like a, a nice yeah, fit. It worked well for enough. Things. I think yeah. for me overall, there was a good two hour film in there. Yeah. And it had, you know, with yeah. emotional weight. And I think that's mm. a really important thing and why it holds so well together. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a shame about some of the, yeah. some of the silliness. I wonder if this film will be better on a second viewing, actually. I think it will. Because I think... You know, we said about it, you know, it was Rocket's story, but that whole part of it was the heart of the film as well. And it helped it generate sentimentality without it. What I actually liked about it, I didn't say it, is that it was done in a story. It wasn't just like a greatest hits of the mm. Guardians of the Galaxy. It was actually done in a story and it was original at least. It wasn't like, re you know, how many times have we said about films that we've watched recently and a lot of them are retreading old things, mm. you know, remakes of stuff. And this isn't a remake, but, you know, it wasn't retreading old steps. It wasn't doing things. Yes, there was nods, but it wasn't like, okay, we're trying to do that again. That's why I think like the Gamora and Quill thing worked because they, they didn't actually try and do that again. No matter how, cool, how much Quill cool wanted to, you always, you always like felt that he wanted to do that. Yeah. And the story's going, nah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I liked, liked it. Yeah, because I think the, the story aspect for me, because when you watch this film and you've watched all of it and then you think about it and look back, you're thinking, actually, that was a reasonable story. But when you first go into it, because you don't know if there's going to be a good story or not, that's why I think I thought, thought the first half an hour was boring, because I was yeah. like, I don't know if this is leading up to anything. Or if it's just going to be two and a half hours of people fighting. Right. And that's why. And then yeah, when the story it, came, yeah. started to ramp up a bit, and I was like, ah, so there is a reason for all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I was like, if I go back and watch that, the first half hour probably won't be so boring. Yeah. Have you got a grade or anything? Or I suppose you want to do a car moment first, do you? Uh, <laughs> a car moment? Is there a, well, there's a few sort of 80s American cars in the um, alternate version of Earth. But other than that, not really. No, no car moments, are there? I'll give you a car-based grade, though. Okay. And it's a little bit tentative, because I've been struggling with this. I'm going to give you a Mazda MX-5 Series 4, um, which is the slightly, it's the, the newer one, which is a slightly yeah. odd-looking thing. It kind of does what you expect, as in what Marvel films do. There's a bit of action, there's a bit of characters, there's a bit of humour, there's a bit of everything. But the front and the back end don't seem to match. And it ends up both a little bit weird and a little bit boring all at the same time. Okay. Jables, you got any um... grades for us? I'll be honest, I completely forgot to think of a grade. Well, we've not but, been doing this long, so... I know, <laughs> I know. But I guess it might sound like I've been negative, and I, I want to make sure that I, I don't sound negative about it, actually, because I, I did actually really enjoy it. But like Ben said, about multiple watching, I think that's very relevant because I was almost watching and waiting rather than just watching and enjoying a little bit. You know, because all the talk we had beforehand about what's going to happen with this character, what's going to happen with that character. And I think I let that maybe invade my thoughts a bit going into it rather than, you know, I just sit back mm. and enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm definitely giving it a, a big thumbs up and well worth it. Cool. I'm going to give it a film comparison grade. Go on. I'm going to give it Suicide Squad meets Watership Down out of film. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. 
I like oh. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, anyway. Trailers then. We had a little um, <coughs> competition in the seminar to see which trailers it was going to be. And I got two out of three, you didn't did. I? Well, because yeah. there was only two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made a guess of three. We had Transformers, mm-hmm. Rise of Beast, which we spoke about the other week. When last we talked week, about wasn't it? Last yeah. Week. Yep. And we also had Spider-Man. Across the Spider-Verse, which we've spoken about oh. ad nauseum already. Mm. Check that out. That do blimey. This is like the thesaurus <laughs> it's the, it's episode the of the Side of James. <laughs> it is. Me and Ben also watched a further trailer earlier on today, which was for the Meg 2. Oh, oh yeah. You, so, yeah. You said I need yeah, to watch this, Yeah, you probably should have watched that. Because we, we thought we'd seen that a while back, didn't we? And then it turned out it was just was a some fake random trailer, yeah. fake trailer. Yeah. Yeah. It does not look good. No. Do you, want to no. do, do you want to do a live podcast reaction? Yeah, go on then. Okay, so it looks awful. It looks really bad. But I'm kind of looking forward to it. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. looks... Okay, I'll tell you why. Because it looks like it might be aware of dumbness. I think it's too aware. Do you think? I do, because... The Meg was tongue-in-cheek, but it just managed to stay this side to, to be fun. I think this just rushes through tongue-in-cheek and just becomes silly. I think Jason Statham is going to play it straight all the way through. Maybe yeah. he will. I'm, I'm hoping that it's just a really badly made trailer. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, it looks a bit Jurassic Park 2. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that. Is that a cinema one or a... <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, don't, well, I, don't I think it has to be. We it does to if, it's, if it's on... I just love the way it starts with Jason Statham doing, like, not starts, but when you first see him, he's doing pull-ups in what looks like a prison cell for yeah, some reason. Yeah. But that's just this flat. It's just, yeah, I know, no, yeah. I was just, uh, hey, just down, down the road. Yeah. But yeah, okay, I, I'm, I'm up for it. Okay. Yeah, more cool. so than you, by the way. Yeah, girl, I, I think know. so, yeah. It yeah. does look awful, though. Yeah, well, it, it does, does yeah. yeah. Proper looking like B, maybe C movie levels. Yeah, mm. definitely. So, next do you want to know what's on next week? Do, love yeah. to, Ben. Fast X. Fast X. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that next week. It yeah. feels like not that long ago since we watched Fast None. Oh, I know. It really does, doesn't it? We're still reeling from Fast Nine. Yeah. yeah when they went into space. Yeah. yeah. I'll say. This doesn't look like my cup of tea at all. Me Less neither. so than the previous one. It, it just feels like they bring in more clips and more bits and pieces out about it. That I've literally seen everything good in the film. And everything bad in yeah, the film. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. And like, I just, I've just built like, everything. I feel like I've seen everything in the film without actually watching it. And not that, and I still don't actually know what the story is. So maybe that's really good trailer making. But, you know, I'd just be trying to piece something together. I'm sure someone could do the super, a super cut of the amount of stuff that's been out in trailers and put together like a 30-minute film. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll, okay. Well, we're going to have to sit through it, I'm afraid. No one's excited about it, are they? No, we're not, are not we? Really. Mind you, it's quite late now. Oh, so, <laughs> bless. Yeah. It's a long a, film we watched tonight. Little sleepy time. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here then. Yeah. Should we do some socials reminders? How about Ben? You can you can do that this week. On Go socials, ahead. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at JustSoJables. Hello at JustSoJables.com if you like email. I still like email. Yeah, me too. But Click we're old. through onto the website, JustSoJables.com. And if you want to get some retro action, add a slash retro reels to that and remember Batman on the 26th. Of May, Kingsland Corner Exchange. Give us a follow on Spotify if you if you hear us on there. Leave mm-hmm. us a review. Well, we'll see you all next week then. Bye. Bye. Just so jables. <laughs>